Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Taz and the Moose, coast to coast, pillar to post, on CBS Sports Radio. Friday, Taz for the Moose with you, coming to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios, who understands that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocky Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. You've got Mike Pete across the way, Andrew Bogish with your updates as we take it right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. What's up, Taz? What's going on, man? Ah, good, Moose. Good. Uh, good to come here, and we're going to bang out a great Friday edition of Taz and the Moose. Uh, we yes, certainly sir. are. NFL picks, college picks. It's, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah, the full gamut. A lot yeah. to get into. Oh, yeah. Some baseball news as well. We'll touch upon it as well a little bit later on in the program as well. But some uh, college and NFL picks. Run around the league. Talk about the uh, Sunday that will be week four in the National Football League, Taz. And last night had a good one uh, in the Thursday night yeah. affair out at Lambeau Field that went the Eagles way 34-27. Uh, over the Green Bay Packers as uh, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers couldn't stop passing all night long as they attempted just 20 carries for 77 yards as a team mm. during the course of the football game. But uh, led it early, 10 nothing. did Green Bay. Uh, the the Eagles came steamrolling back and uh, really kind of on the, the heels of a, a lot of sloppiness when you, look at, uh, when you look at Green Bay and when you look at Aaron Rodgers, whether it be... Uh, the fumble by Rodgers created a short field for the Eagles. They were able to punch that in for a touchdown, whether it be the failure, second-to-last drive of the game for the Green Bay Packers, where they had it at the one-yard line with a goal-to-go situation, failed. Final pass attempt over the head of Jimmy Graham. He did get his big, one of his big paws on it. And then uh, down seven late uh, at the three-yard line, uh, Aaron Rodgers gets intercepted on a slant call. Very familiar if you're a Patriot fan, if you're a Seahawk fan to the Super Bowl. So it gets intercepted there uh, as the Eagles then are able to take over and run out the clock. So the Packers had every opportunity to get themselves to 4-0 and and cover that four last night. They didn't. And you give the Eagles, even ravaged by injury in that secondary, all the credit in the world, they were able to rally and find a way to win the game, a game that they were desperate to win and get themselves to 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. I agree. It was, it was a fun game to watch. And if you didn't believe the, uh, to your point, Moose, if you didn't believe the NFL is a passing league, yeah, just watch the, the Packers last night. <laughs> it was, it was, you're right, it was insane. But that play you're talking about, the, um, the, what, it was like trying about 25 or 29 seconds left in the game. And the Eagles were up thirty four twenty seven. That slant, uh, it, they they went for it. Was a they did a little crossing route. Okay, it was uh, it was Vandal Scandal and um, uh, Darius Shepard. Scantling. Scantling, yeah, he's got a wacky name. But the rookie uh, Darius Shepard, they they went on a little crossing route slant. To your point, okay, uh, picked off because great defense. The two cornerbacks didn't bite on the rookie Darius Shepard. He was wide open. Now, I'm armchair quarterback, and obviously, if, if, if Aaron Rodgers just waits a tick, he waits a second and doesn't go to Valley of Scandling and go, and, go, and go to the slant and waits, 
My man Shepard was wide open in the corner, like wide open, quick too. Right. Uh, but what do you do? I mean, that's again, that's why I'm chair quarterbacking. But Malcolm Jenkins, Craig James, the two cornerbacks of the Eagles, made a great play, staying on 83, and then Brandon makes the interception. It gets the interception, and that that locked it down. Yeah, it, it, it did for uh, it did for Philadelphia, um, and. Uh, you know, a lot of ways that you can go in this one. For for Green Bay, as I mentioned, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow. For Philadelphia, you know, that was a, a gut-check victory. Uh, defensive line played a lot better. There were times where I thought Schwartz, the defensive coordinator, had to make a, a decision one way or the other as Aaron Rodgers was picking apart that secondary uh, where either you're going to come in and, and get pressure on mm-hmm. them, you couldn't just lay back and play coverage because the coverage was not going to be able to hold up. So... Uh, you know, and and you saw those Schwartz adjustments as the game did go along. Give Jordan Howard a lot of credit. Uh, people thought he was kind of dead to rights when the Bears trade him. Uh, you know, when the Philadelphia Eagles are making calls to Los Angeles Chargers about Melvin Gordon. Uh, you know, you thought maybe the days of Jordan Howard's in Philadelphia, even as brief as they would be, were numbered. And Howard had himself a game last night at two touchdowns on the ground, eighty-seven yards, contributed twenty-eight catches, uh, twenty-eight yards uh, through the air on three receptions and a score as well. So Howard had himself a three-touchdown night, Taz. Uh, so he was very good. I mean, they win a game in which Carson Wentz. Throws for uh, what was it, 160 yards in the game, yeah, and sure. and three touchdowns. They win it because they're able to run for 175 yards on the ground as a team. Taz and mm. and that's going to be an issue for the Green Bay Packers. Now it's a third straight game where that defense for Mike Pettin, which I talked up yesterday, uh, you know, and I didn't think the Eagles would be able to run it as efficiently as they did last night. But that's something to put a white flag up when you look at that Packers defense is their inability to stop the run. It's the third straight game where teams have been able to run right over them, mm. and the Eagles were able to do it last night. Yeah, I noticed the same thing, uh, to your point, was that the D-line and linebackers of the pack of the Packers, they, they they're not shutting down. They're not shutting down run play. I mean, it was. Uh, uh, by the way, speaking of running backs, uh, as you know, what's his name? The um, uh, Jamal Jamal Williams, the starting running back for the Packers. He got hurt uh, very early in the game. If, you, if anybody missed the beginning of the game, there was not one but two helmet to helmet hits by the Eagles defense, like very early in the game, and and one was either on a punt or a kickoff. Uh, very early, and then uh, the uh, unnecessary roughness that by Derek Barnett, where uh, what's his name, Jamal Williams was held up, and he came in and just like a torpedo Barnett and cracked him helmet to helmet, and the kid got caught it off the field. So, uh, and you can see Barnett was upset over the whole situation. But I, it was like you know we talk a lot about the Thursday night games. Is it good? Is it bad? You know, I like it a little bit more than you. And like you said, this was a good game. But yet I was thinking that you know like conversations we have on the air here and it's like it's how bad of a look is that though just side note for the nfl that the game starts off on thursday night and you have two helmet to helmets the first one they didn't even there was no even acknowledgement of it the second one they were contemplating throwing barnett out of the game but they said it wasn't egregious yeah the first one uh i think the player did return and then i think it was avante maddox late in the game suffered a bad one as well where he was uh taken off the field too uh, and that was on the uh, that was on the Packers. Was it on the yeah second to last drive for the Green Bay Packers? The one that resulted where they got stuffed at the goal line goal when it was line, first yeah. and goal at the one yard line. And uh, but on that drive when they had a pass inside the ten, Avante Maddox uh, took a helmet to helmet hit as well or blow to the head, uh, and he was helped off the field. So yeah, scary. I mean, you never want to see it. No, uh, no obviously, no. and and. Not a good look for the NFL. That's my but point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's going to happen on Sundays, Thursdays, Mondays, Sunday nights. And 
you know, I don't, I don't think the, I, I think it's, it's more a case of just how violent the sport is. And, you know, if you question how much guys get paid, you watch that game last night and you shouldn't question how much guys get paid because they're putting their body on the line each and every time they step on the field. No. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Every single time. And, and yeah, it just, I just felt like it, it's something that's a, a big deal. And, and, and they, the, they're trying. The NFL is trying to do a better job, and we talk a lot. Everybody else talks a lot about too, because it's an important thing to speak about is that c- concussions and whatnot. But it, you know, it just it was to me. It was just it jumped out because it was so early in the game. You figure, yeah. ah, people, let me check out football. If you're a casual fan and you put it on, and you're like, "Ooh, wow, this is." Some people might think it's a little too violent. They see this guy's getting caught it off. It's like, ah. But anyway, for football fans, it's like, yeah. It's sadly enough we're used to seeing guys get dinged up like this, but. I just thought it was a kind of a real bad look for the NFL. It happened super, super early in the game, you know, twice. But you're right, the the first play did not from the uh, Packers did not get taken off the field. Well, no, he re- he returned. He returned. He, he returned. He later did get on. taken off. No, no, first? he did not get. He taken didn't off. get taken no, off. No, but he returned in the game. He returned in the he game. Did. Okay, he did. He did come back in the game. I think he went right. into concussion protocol, and then I, I believe, uh, and then he he did come back in the game because they referenced it later on in the game. Uh, that he was indeed back after that hit early on, Taz. But, uh, you know, overall here, uh, when you look at that game last night, the Packers certainly have some things to clean up. And you know, I think if you're Matt LaFleur, you know, you're going to take a little bit of heat, and rightfully so. You did last night, I'm sure locally out in Green Bay, you are and will today when you look at that game. The very fact that, you know, you have a first and goal scenario, and even as one corner and a second corner, and then later on in the game, a third defensive back lead the game, and the first two guys were due to groin issues or hamstring issues, I should say. The third guy was due to a, due to a concussion. Taz, I'm sorry. Um, you know, to to have a first and goal scenario and not be able to hammer that home mm. with the ground game when you still have your starting running back, you still have Aaron Jones, right? But right. they only carried the ball 20 times for 77 yards. The leading rusher was Aaron Rodgers. To not be able to find a way um, to punch that ball in, Taz, and rely just on throw after throw after throw after throw, I get it. This is not the Big 12, though. At, at some point <laughs> in time, you're going to be able to have to try and run the football, uh, Taz. And I think people are going to look at that play calling by Matt LaFleur and say he got a little too pass crazy. It's not like Roger had a great game, 422 yeah. yards, the two touchdowns. I mean, he did a nice job throwing the football, Taz, but I'm sorry. On the first and goal at the one-yard line, there has got to be a scenario where you can punch that ball in from the one and run in the football and not relying on throwing it because everyone say, well, you throw it, you throw You also got to remember, it's a shortened field. When right. you're sitting there at the <laughs> one-yard line, then all of a sudden you have 22 guys and basically an 11-yard space. Yeah. So you might think it's easier to throw. It's easier to throw. Not in that scenario. It might be easier to run the football. Right. You no, know, I, I, I completely agree. And and I guess one was, uh, was Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns. Same scenario. Remember, we were, we were breaking down a game with the Browns. It was last week. And, and it was the same thing. They couldn't get in the end zone. You know, four attempts, throwing the ball, throwing the ball, throwing the ball. And I, I that's why I left. He said it's not the Big 12. I mean, because it's funny what you're saying, but you're right. I mean, it's like... At one point, are we going to get a little old school and run the ball? You know, run the rock, man. You're on the second, third, fourth, fifth line of uh, goal line. You're on the goal line. You're on the one yard line. Run the ball. Quarterback sneak it. You know, I mean, do you know? Don't don't get so cute. But you know, that's what a lot of that's what the league is. We talk about it all the time. It's a passing league. No, that's a super bad look by the Packers that they could not. LaFleur and company. You got Aaron Rodgers. Right. This guy's unbelievable. Got me 26-something points on my fantasy team. I love Aaron Rodgers. But, but gee whiz, man. Well, you, how do you not score that? And, Taz, in that second-to-last possession, they had six snaps in a goal-to-go scenario. 
from the eight yard in, from the six yard line and in, right? Mm. And didn't run once. Uh, was it that, like nine minutes left, roughly? Yeah, about the, yeah, yeah, about the nine minute mark, right? So they had so they had a they had a first and goal at the Philadelphia six yard line. Rogers incomplete pass to Graham, right? Second right. and goal. Rogers hit that slant. Remember, he was trying to hit the rookie Lazard. Yep, Lazard. Uh, yeah. And then was the pass interference ball. So that put a first and goal at the Philadelphia one yard line. A uh, uh, pass short right incomplete to Graham. Pass short middle incomplete. Pass incomplete, pass short left, and then Rogers trying to hit Graham, and he throws the ball over his head, or you know, high to Jimmy Graham. He did try and go catch it with he one did. hand, yeah, yeah. Uh, Taz. Uh, so you have six shots there. I'm not saying run it from the six or eight yard line there, but what I am saying is that when you have it at the one, Taz, you've got to be able, you got to, and then I could even get on the slant. I hate the slant pattern. I know at that stage, I mean, at that stage, I, I, they're, they're keying on it. The well, defense is keying on well, that. Taz, and you've we've seen that fail so many times yeah. where you see a defensive back jump the route, either pick it. We saw it in the yeah. Super Bowl with the Seattle well, Seahawks yeah, yeah. and the New England Patriots. But how many times you see it where the ball gets tipped, batted up in the air? Sometimes it gets right. picked, sometimes it doesn't. Right. Maybe the defensive back picks it clean. You know, that's a scenario there where I hate doing that slant pattern there. I get it. But, you know, you're not even attempting to run the football at all if, no. you're, if you're Matt LaFleur. No, and you could tell the, the, the Eagles defense, they're pinning their ear back, ears back, and they're going, they're throwing the ball. They could tell by every formation that's put out there, because, <clears throat> you know, they, they run scout all week, so they know. And, and you could see that they're throwing the ball. The Eagles could see. They, they were keyed up to just play pass defense in the red zone. And, yeah. Well you, know, well, you know this better than anybody, Taz, playing it being in Division Two. I mean, how much easier does it make it for the defense? And I know they're missing yeah. guys and personnel, but when they could basically just sell out for the pass because they really know that you're going to make no attempt to run the football, you're taking half the game plan and half the decisions by those defensive players out of the game. You're a zillion percent correct because, you know, any sport, especially like football, when you're playing on the defensive end of that sport – it's, this is the obvious I'm going to point out, but people don't think about it. The, the average fan doesn't think about this. The defense has a massive disadvantage. Why? Because they don't know what the offense is going to do. Are they going to pass? They're going to run. When you see formations or you see the patterns formed that you know because of scout all week, you know they're going to pass to your point moves. That takes out a chunk of the thinking process. So now as a defensive player, I don't have to think. I can just pin my ear back and react. Ugh. It's a layup, and that's and that's why you saw the Eagles play. And you got to tip the cap to the Eagles' defense too. That's why uh, they were very prepared. Their defense was very prepared. They 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 on that, in red zone. Yeah, they knew everything the Packers were going to do. They were they were on point. Their defense looked great, but you got to have better play call after your point. Yeah, by Lafleur. Lafleur, yeah, he's got to do a better job. It's almost like Taz. They saw the headlines going into the game. Oh, something's up with the passing. Something's up with the mm. passing. Rodgers doesn't look good throwing the football. Rodgers doesn't look good throwing the football. And it's almost like you're know, like they're like, oh, you guys don't think we can throw the football, or something's <laughs> wrong with the passing game? Yeah. We're going to show you what's wrong with the passing game. And I'm not telling you you can't throw on that Eagles secondary. You can. Right. And I'll tell you, I if Devontae Adams doesn't go down to injury, we might be talking about a Packer victory, not a Packer loss. I mean, True. because he is their best wide receiver. But it's almost like they had the mindset of, Taz, we're going to give up on the run early on in this game, and it's going to be all on Aaron Rodgers' right arm, and we're okay with that because there was, unlike what you saw from <laughs> Philadelphia, Taz, 
where they made it a point. We are we see an issue here with that Packer defense. We're going to run it down your throat. We don't need Carson Wentz right. to throw for 300 yards tonight. We're going to lean on Jordan Howard. We're going to lean on Miles Sanders. We're going to lean on some of the short passing games. Get some stuff to Ertz. And, yeah, get right. some stuff to Ertz as well. Their passing attack and their game plan, they took that hit early, which you would expect. You know, short work week on the road Lambeau, and that Eagle team, you have to be ultra-impressed with what they did, as you mentioned, defensively yeah. and the adjustments that they made, but also how balanced they were, Taz, offensively. They were. I, I'm surprised. They, they That was a true team win by the Eagles um, because, like you said, you know, Wentz did not play exceptionally well. He had 160 yards, like you said. But you look at Rodgers, like you pointed out at the top of the segment, you get 420-something yards in a game, uh, throwing and two touchdowns, and you don't win the game, and you're home. I, I, I mean, that, that's that's just, they got to figure that out. I well, mean, that, and then yeah. think about how many points they left on the board, as I right. mentioned earlier, yeah. right? The fumble by Ra- Rodgers deep in his own end. Zenzo. Eagles punch that in Enzo. for a touchdown. The goal to go scenario at the one. Don't punch that in. And then they have the goal to go scenario at the three on their last possession of the game, and that ends up being an interception. Yeah. yeah. If, you're, if you're the Packers, I mean, that was a long night for that coaching staff and for those players. That was a game that they easily could have won, and they end up losing. Yeah. 34-27 being the final. But finally, we have a Thursday night game that was intriguing, much better than 20-7 to last week's victory Jack's by the Jaguars. Right? You don't oh, like it, no. Taz. That wasn't that great. Come on, Taz. Entertainment value? You think Jags was better than Jags and Titans was close to what we got last night? I love the Jaguars. I know you do. I understand. You like the defense. Um, Come back. want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It's Taz. It's the Moose on a Friday morning. Good Friday, one and all. CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Sunday, it's an NFL on CBS double dip with a full day of games, including the Bills defending their home turf against the Pats, followed by the Vikings and Bears in a key NFC North battle. It all begins with our team previewing the day's games on the NFL today at noon Eastern on CBS. Speaking of Bears and Vikings, Mm-mm-mm. as we discussed a little bit yesterday, uh, Tony Romo yeah. trying to make the cut in the PGA Tour. Yeah. Shot an opening around 70 uh, yesterday. Uh, so Boomer and si- Boomer Esiason might uh, have to uh, gas up that private jet and uh, head on over and do the game with Nance on Sunday. Bears I- and Vikings. Oh! I don't know if you noticed it, because you were in a different area of the newsroom than I was, but oh my God, it's like a party before this before this show started and Boomer Geo started, because everyone here, especially the great talented well, newsroom's folks. newsroom's not that big, so I did right. see it. Oh, so you did. So <laughs> yes. the, the great talented people at yeah. WFAN, which is the greatest, as we know that, they they were, it was a party, okay, because everyone's so excited that the big Boomer. Might be going in for Tony Romo as the backup quarterback to sit next to Jim Nance. Yeah. This is Boomer Esiason. This is a big deal here. Now, I don't understand why grown men are gushing so much. I mean, Gio was going, because I know he's well, a Vikings fan. Giannotti's going to go to the game. Correct. And, he, and I heard him talking to J.J. You remember J.J. after night? Yeah. After noons, after dark. And he was saying, I'm going to get to go. If Boomer goes, I'm going with him. And yeah, he's going to like travel along with Boomer, or Gio. And I'm like, wow. And 
Now, Andrew, Andrew Bogish, ladies and gentlemen, that's latest. Boomer's done that before. Good morning. He used to travel. He used to, when he was doing Monday night games, he used to do that. He used to do that. Okay, but this, I'm just saying, I I want to bring uh, Andrew Bogus into the show here, ladies and gentlemen. What up, Andrew? Hey, Moose. um, I didn't see you this morning because you were way on the other side of the newsroom. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Captain Joe. (laughs) Funny. That's very funny. Yeah, so you're very funny. So here's the thing. Hey, Moose. Good morning. (laughs) So, okay, listen, Andrew, I have a question. Sorry, yeah, please. You, if anyone knows how to kiss that ass of Gio, that's you. That's we're just, no, we're wow. just straight friends. No, jealous Taz. No, you, you, so you, now I'm wondering, being that Gio is going to be a, a second wheel mm. to go to maybe, to, to go to this, this football game. Greg Giannotti. Are you going to be the third wheel of that <laughs> It's sweet of you to think that either Boomer or Gio likes me enough to make that happen, but no, that is not the case. I'm Andrew Bogish. I mean, I got to tell you, it's everyone is so excited that this is going to happen. All these people here, Moose, are rooting for Tony Romo to get into the Safeway Open. Yeah. Uh, to, to succeed, I should say, at the Safeway Open. Make that open. cut. Make that cut to hear Boomer and Jim Nance go at it and do color and play-by-play. Hello, friends. It's in Napa Valley playing yeah. in the, the Silverado Resort and Spa, the North Course. Wow. But you look at some of the guys that Romo was better than yesterday. Mickelson shot three over. Yep. Right? Uh, Hideki Jones. Hideki? Uh, he was. He, Matsuyama. He, yes. I call yes. him Hideki Jones. Okay. I there believe Matsuyama is Japanese for Jones. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly Loosely right. translated. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've been to Japan a few times and I would know that, but it's probably not uh, true. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Who else was he better? I mean, there are the a high, lot of people. Yeah, a lot so of guys. I'm sure CBS Yurik. is I'm freaking out right now. Uh, Van Pelt, who's better than? Jim, uh, Jim uh, Furyk. Mike Bellotti. Mike Bellotti. No. no Mike Charles Bilotti. Howell. Mike Daruki. Yes. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, he was better than right. that. Frank Rizzo? Yeah. 200, yes. Frank yeah. Rizzo, yes. <laughs> well, you know that CBS agreed to, or at least I assume, that they agreed to it oh, no doubt. never thinking it would happen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure, Tony. Go, yeah, yeah, we'll get Boomer in. If you, if you make yes. the cut, sure. But, and then, boom, here like, he is. Whoa, sitting he's playing pretty. really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's Tony Romo. He's the man. But see, that's the thing I was saying yesterday, what drives me crazy is I don't understand. Like, how how is it okay for this guy to do this and miss, like, his main job. Because Leverage. he's Tony Romo. Leverage. Yeah. 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 CBS. I understand. <laughs> that's why. I, I understand. I guess maybe it was a rhetorical question. Oh, well, we keep Both asking you like you want an answer. Yeah, that's no, it. It's just, <laughs> if you ask no, it four times, saying, I, thought about I feel it like there's night. a need to answer. <laughs> I, I, I don't I want to ignore that. the question. No, you're right. You're right. Yesterday, no one answered me. Well, here's your answer. Don't answer me. As you guys know, there aren't many things that perplex any of us on the show. We're all very sharp guys. And this is perplexing for me. For those that don't know what that means, that means confusing and tough to wrap myself around. Thank yeah. you. So, Thanks. That's, uh, Thank you. Might have been a little condescending. I apologize. A so, little flexed by that. Yes. The regardless, cousin of a suplex. Appreciate it. Regardless, I don't understand it. I just, it, it's, just imagine, was if you tried to, if you said, hey, uh, uh, Mark Chernoff, I, I have an opportunity to, to you know, do a play-by-play on the Rutgers, uh, you know, whatever, Rutgers-Iowa game. Um, on a on a Friday morning, they're going to play a rare college football game on Friday morning, which makes no sense. But let's just pretend. <laughs> and you know, uh, so if I make the cut, uh, they're, uh, they're going to audition me. So if I make the cut, I'm going to have to miss the show with Taz. Would, you would never do something like Wait that. Wait, uh, would I ever do anything like that? No, I mean, no, you, or would, I, or would Mark allow me? No, to No, would that. you? No, you're missing everything I'm saying. Would you? You would never. Even assume to miss your main show, your main job, 
to go audition for something else or maybe to get into something else. So your else. critique is of Romo, not of CBS yeah. agreeing. Both. I'm mad at both. Because well, I mean, Mark would let, I mean, yeah. Chernoff would let Moose, not to confuse Marks, right. he would let Moose do you something like that. Yeah, he just let Tierney leave for a month for to a go month. tape a TV show. Really? Yeah. yeah. A whole That's month? a great point. <laughs> yeah. Tierney, Tierney really? just left for a yeah. month. He only he's... worked Wednesdays in July. Yeah, a in July. Month? Yeah, yeah. He's taped, and I'm only uh, complaining about that. Right. right. He, wow. and Tierney was gone for an entire month. <laughs> he was fighting a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Reportedly, right. I think that's a I secret mean, still. So, I mean, you don't have to, so that's happened. Wow. That's transpired. That was agreed to. A whole month. Right. Bertierney in the in the great wilderness of Utah was wrestling grizzlies. <laughs> that does not help your case. <laughs> they, yeah. So oh, and now, uh, the wow. rumor is after you guys came into the studio, the kid, the butt kissing continued without Boomer being actually there. Oh, they were oh. doing all. Oh. And th- there is one line of thought that Romo is signed up to do this two more times this fall. Oh, this is great. Good for Tony. That this might happen oh again. Or if he makes this cut, maybe he just goes, all right, guys, one time was enough. And he gets out of the other two. But this may not be the only time we have this conversation. But how is, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the answer. How is Romo exactly, did he qualify for it? Uh, I'm assuming he gets yeah. like a spon- like a sponsor's exemption that he that he gets like an invite in to these tournaments. Really? Yeah. You don't have to earn your way in. Um, you I don't, don't have know. to get a PGA card. No. You no, don't. He's, an, he's an amateur. He's just I don't know how if there's a way to make sure you're not a crappy golfer. But but I think the tournament so sponsor's invite is allowed to put a couple people in the gotcha. field. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, you know, it's just because he did try and qualify for the U.S. Open, right? And failed there because the U.S. Open is, I mean, technically is open to anybody. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So like, but this is anybody oh, we've got three spots. Did you say anybody? Yeah, anybody yeah, theoretically can make the U.S. Open. You have to go, through, through, have to go open. through qualifying stages. They're gonna have it at Beth Page, and I'll just show up. Well, it's not that, that simple. not that easy. I need no. a house. You know, no. right? <laughs> not that. Just drive easy. down there, my big truck. Yeah. What's up, but guys? Don't miss a radio uh, show. Yeah, Orange I mean, clubs. Yeah. No, dude, after shot, never miss right. the show. Hey, Mark, I'm going to the U.S. Open. I'm going to try out. What are you doing? What <laughs> uh, miss Friday's show, Moose? I can't. I got to go to the U.S. But Open. But good for Romo. He shot well. Yeah. They don't make the cut. They yeah. are rooting for a 90 today. Do you think today? Boomer's rooting for or him to make or miss the cut? He wants in. Boomer wants in. I think Boomer, Boomer wants in. in. Yeah. I, I got to be honest. If I, I love Boomer. Don't get me wrong. You know, and he's great. He, he really and he does. He calls football. He's phenomenal. He, you know, he could. This do, is he, Boomer Asai, I mean, of CBS Sports. The <laughs> thing is, I got to be. If I was on the air with Boomer, I probably would tease him a little bit. Because I, I, I would I would be a little disappointed if I was Boomer. Let's be honest. I would. I hate to be like that. I'm, 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 I'm talking about the, the white elephant in the room. Let's be honest. Come on. Then what? what he's what, I don't sloppy seconds? Yeah, I, well, that's a rude way to put it. I feel like a guy as talented as Boomer should never be a contingency plan. That's my opinion. All right, that's what? just me. What? I said it's out there. Okay. I put it out in the universe, Moose. That's all. I think Boomer likes doing the studio work. All right. No. And I think the fact that so. they're bringing okay. in Boomer because it's a huge, it's their number one game on Sunday. If this yeah. was like Ron Pitts missing a game. <laughs> They have the you know the new retired the linebacker getting his yeah, exactly you know this was Titans whatever yeah but this is the number one great, game yeah. so they got to go to Boomer all right Boomer he's the man I mean do you think Phil Sims is mad about I know they're buddies they do commercials all over the place I see them on billboards everywhere these guys are over like Rover that'd be great if Boomer's like yeah. I can't anger Phil yeah I, turn I can't this one do because I, I got to turn down Phil's uh, my because guy. Phil's my guy hello this friends is Phil Sims I'm I mean, on really, Team Phil like, <laughs> that's a good question. I'm sure. I think he's I mean, mad. No, uh, no, I don't think Phil. I think Phil's happy doing what he's doing. I don't think he's mad anymore. I think he's let it go. We always have our game face on. Having so, being around Phil on a couple, I think he's probably let. At this stage, I think he's let it go. 
It's been a while now since he got taken off. Get him on the phone. We'll bring it up. See what he thinks. <laughs> yeah, that don't, right that don't go well. If, if you don't well, Moose yes. will call him. Yeah, uh, no? I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I. I don't think he'll accept my calls again if we call Probably him at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, could you imagine? That? Get think, him after a couple think, of Bigelow tea. I don't think that would work. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we'll see what Romo if he does indeed make the cut. That's something to follow, and that's out there cool. in. Uh, in California, in Napa, which Correct. is a logi- which is late, a logistical problem for our friend Boomer because tomorrow morning, eight a.m. is the coaches' meetings Correct. in Chicago, so uh. he might have to be like at the airport at nine o'clock tonight, flying on a CBS jet to the middle of the country to get there in time to talk to Mike Zimmer tomorrow. Oh, poor Boomer! He'll have to get on. He'll have to get in a, in a chartered wow, you plane. Are so jealous! Uh, to, yeah, it's poor Boomer. Oh, how's he going to make it? You guys are unbelievable here. What a bunch of mocks! Listen. You fly a private plane. You don't. You bypass security. You have a car pick you up in your driveway, brings you right to the freaking terminal. Actually, brings you plane side. Okay, so then I don't feel bad for anyone flying privately. Please, he'll. Uh, ma- oh, he's not going to make it in. Oh my God! Stop. I don't feel bad for Boomer, but it is kind of something where you have to pay attention. Hopefully, Romo shoots. Uh, if he shoots well, you know, early. If he shoots, if he's like at four or five under par, he's going to make the cut. Listen, so if he's a little late for the coaches' meeting and he's getting off of drinking his mimosa on the CBS jet, mm. getting in his big Escalade. Watching all the NCIS Yeah, he wants. I mean, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That feels right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Good line. Uh, all right. Yeah, what's oh, going on, boys? Oh, hey, I'm here, buddy? guys. How about yeah, that? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So they raised a quick 10 nothing hole, then lost an eight-point lead, then went back in front early in the fourth quarter last night in Green Bay. Then the Eagles had to play some defense. Rodgers back. He pumps. He fires. It is intercepted under deflection. Intercepted. Eagles have the ball. Nigel Bradham out across the 20, and this game is as good as over. Merrill Reese on Eagles radio. The Packers throwing from the two-yard line corner. Craig James deflected Rodgers' pass. Bradham picked it off to seal a 34-27 escape from Lambeau. Rodgers threw 53 times last night with Green Bay playing most of the game with just one running back because of an injury early to Jamal Williams. Rodgers also lost a fumble. Just too many missed opportunities. We just struggled in the red zone. Two field goals, uh, you know, four passes on the one, and then obviously the turnover. Eagles QB Carson Wentz threw for just 160, but three touchdowns, no turnovers. One of those scores to running back Jordan Howard, who also scored twice on the ground. Their Eagles snapped their two-game skid. The Packers take their first loss of the season. The Athletic was the first to report yesterday that NFL owners are now proposing a 17-game regular season with the complete elimination of the preseason, but players remain opposed to any regular season expansion without an expansion of league revenues they receive. Off the injury report, Case Keenum and his foot injury went through a full practice yesterday in Washington, keeping Keenum in line to start Sunday against the Giants. And Colt McCoy practiced for the first time since mid-August. He will still be an active Sunday as he finishes recovering from last season's broken leg. Playing the White Sox should have helped the Indians' wildcard pursuit, but Terry Francona's team lost again last night in Chicago, 8 nothing. We can't let up. I mean, the natural feeling is to feel sorry for yourself. We can't do it. We haven't done it yet. And until somebody tells us we have to go home, we got to keep grinding. we got to find a way. 
Cleveland now two games behind the Rays for the second wild card with three to go. The A's magic number for a wild card spot is down to one after a 3-1 victory in Seattle. Felix Hernandez made likely his final start as a Mariner in that one. Five and a third, three runs, five hits, four walks. The 33-year-old righty will be a free agent this winter. The Astros lost in 12 in Anaheim 4-3, failing to clinch home field through the ALCS. And the Nationals completed a five-game sweep of the Phillies 6-3, maintaining their one-game lead on Milwaukee for a wild-card game home field. Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma is out indefinitely with a foot injury suffered while training this summer with USA Basketball. Kuzma reevaluated when the team returns from its preseason trip to China in mid-October. And Georgia Tech basketball gets a postseason ban for the coming season, plus four years probation for a booster providing a recruit impermissible benefits, specifically a trip to an Atlanta strip club. Nice. There you go. Guys, back to you. Like a good strip club down in Atlanta. Come back. We'll talk a little bit about Jalen Ramsey. Latest surrounding him. No go, go. Future went down in Jacksonville with the Jaguars. We'll get into that next. It's Taz and Moose on an action-packed Friday morning right here. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Time right now to ask the pros. Were you the listener? Get to ask us a question. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Damn. Submit your question. Be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. So the Jalen Ramsey saga down in Jacksonville with the Jaguars does continue. Um, and, um, you know, he complaining, I guess, I mean, whether it be he thought he had the, the flu earlier on in the week, um, you know, and then he complained, I guess, last week about a little bit of a back injury that it's reared its ugly head. He said basically that he doesn't know if he's played his last game as a member of the Jaguars, but the trade demand does still stand. We do know that the Jaguars don't want to trade uh, Jalen Ramsey because he's uh, certainly important to that defense and arguably one of the best corners in the National Football League, Taz, but uh the drama and the nonsense continues in terms of, you know, as we've discussed and um, last week, I think it was last Thursday or Friday, we talked to Mike Tannenbaum, uh, the former executive with the Jets and the Dolphins, and um, and he said, you know, he would get in a room and sit down with Jalen Ramsey. Maybe they've tried to do that and it hasn't worked. I don't know. I haven't seen those reports. Uh, but whatever they tried has not worked because Ramsey still wants out. Yeah, no, I know. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I thought this would have cooled down already, to be honest with you. I, I didn't think this would keep going. But, yeah, I, I guess Ramsey feels like he just, you know, he, he just doesn't want to be there anymore. It's not repairable. Whatever happened with him and, and either Marone or, or Coughlin or, who, who, you know, one of one of those folks, I, I'm assuming, or another coach, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I thought it definitely would have cooled down. I mean, but the organization, you know, the team, uh, you know, I give them credit. I give the Jags uh, credit. They want to keep him. They know he's he is the best quarter in the game. Um, you know, they, they've openly been admitted, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the high brass have admitted there 
they want they you know they they want to keep him on the team if if they can and but how long does this continue you know is it like all right, well you know he's he had a flu and it was like you said for a couple of days and then it was his back so you know and if he wants to you know if his fiance or his girlfriend uh, whatever their relationship is, she is you know she's going to give birth or giving birth or whatever he wants to be there and be in Tennessee that's where he's from and I'm assuming that's where the young lady lives. Um, you can't you can't knock him for that. He's no. entitled to that. You know that's 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 bigger than football. You know? Well, no doubt. And you know you saw you know I think Kyle Van Noy for the Patriots. They also had another player on that defense uh, the next week uh, that were not with the teams respectively because they were on paternity leave. Um, and uh, I didn't know that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know so the yeah you know, you've seen that come up and you know I don't I don't criticize him for for that in any way shape or form right uh but there was the drama earlier in the week in terms of the illness and then the injury taz and yeah. now you get this and um they might reach a point here where uh Ramsey makes it even more untenable than it is now uh he's asked for a trade he wants out um you know he talked about before the start of the year taz that he wanted to get paid um, you know, showing up as we joked around and mocked him a little bit for the Brinks truck and the fact that there was nobody there, um, having the hype man and yeah. the like. Yeah. Um, and, and now you get to a scenario where, you know, you look at the player and what you don't want to have is uh, to steal a, a quote from Gary Cohen as he described to about Daniel Murphy. Um, you don't want to have a net negative. And what I mean by that is where the player becomes a distraction to where then it starts to take away from the focus and the task at hand, regardless of the talent of the player. Um, and Ramsey has the ability to be able to kind of do that. Uh, he does. I, I don't know if he's going to go down that road, Taz, and make it even more <laughs> untenable than it is now. Yeah. Uh, but we've seen players do that. Yeah, uh, some absolutely. successfully, some unsuccessfully, sure. to try and get themselves out of situations that they don't want to be in. Um, I don't know if Ramsey's going to do that, but clearly they've not rectified it, or even they've tried to rectify it, Taz. It has not been the liking of Jalen Ramsey. He's almost like a man scorned that there's nothing he can do or they can do uh, to pacify him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, again, you, you got to give credit, I mean, uh, to the organization trying to make work. You know, a lot of team, a lot of other teams would just said, you know, we're done, we're done. You don't want to be here, you're gone. They're trying to work things out with him, trying to let things chill and calm down, and they're trying to be supportive of him. But no, I agree with everything you just said. Like if someone, you, you only could go so far. Uh, they have a really good defense, okay. And this guy's the best corner on the team and in the game, uh, in the game today. There's no doubt about it. He leaves the team. It's not like the Jaguars' defense, in my opinion, is going to fall apart. They got a guy named AJ Boye who's pretty damn good, okay, on that other corner. So you know, I understand, and and he gets you know. They're going at A.J. Boye because they figure let's stay away from Ramsey. And A.J. Boye's been doing a really good job. Uh, he's a good player, man. So, you know, uh, you lose you lose a Ramsey. Let's say it happens. And where the scuttlebutt is is, is the Philadelphia Eagles. They want him. And, and reports were that they offered a first and second. And people thought they were going to come to terms <clears throat> with the Jags. But it, it didn't happen unless it's going to happen. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see, like I was saying early in the week or last week, whenever it was here, I'd like to see him stay with the Jaguars. I think he's just a good fit. It seems like his teammates love him and all that jazz, but I don't know. This this seems like this this could be. Yeah. I, what can I, you do? You can't force the guy. No, to, you can't you know, force you him. Can, and, you know? and, and Taz, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, uh, we said at the time, I mean, I'd like to see Jalen Ramsey remain a, remain a Jacksonville Jaguar. But um, <clears throat> I, I think the Jaguars are at this stage where they'd have to be completely overwhelmed, and they might force the hand of Jalen Ramsey, then making it even more uh, of uh, a bad spot 
for him um, in order to get his way out of there because it seems like they're pretty steadfast, Taz, because if you're if you're Doug Marone, this is an important year. You're trying to win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you know, your job's on the line potentially. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they brought in they brought in and spent the money on on Nick Foles to win the season. Now Foles got hurt the opening week loss against the Kansas City Chiefs has, sure. but they were looking to bounce back and back to the AFC championship game they were at a couple years ago. So, you know, regardless of the picks, and, and here's the other thing. If you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, if I'm the Jaguars, I'm looking at a first and second round pick. Yeah, they have value, Taz, but do they have value if I'm getting not at, not as as great a value because I know the Eagles are going to pick be picking in the twenties. Right, right. In all True. likelihood, I'm not I'm not going to get a chance at another Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. You know, very good point. But then the teams that really stink that they're not going to give me two first round draft choices no. for Jalen Ramsey. So no, there's right. the rub there where you know that's where you're looking at maybe two number ones for Jalen Ramsey, but you're also looking right. at two number ones where you're not going to get the pick of the litter. You're well. not going to get a top ten, <laughs> top twelve pick. Unless something disastrous happens, in all likelihood, you're going to end up with a pick in the 20s. And maybe that's why the Jaguars kind of pulled out of that Eagles deal. Yeah, Because <laughs> right. they're smart. They realize, eh, I don't know about this. You know, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, and the the Jaguars have got, you know, they had some some bad luck hit them, as you mentioned about Nick Foles. You know, they brought him in to win, as you said, and they spent a lot of money there. And he's out. But you know what? They found a, a legitimate diamond in the rough there, Minshew, who's just... He's he's a star for them and he's doing well. Yeah, he's been very good. Yeah, and right now and we'll see how he does against the Broncos this week when they're on the road against a Vic Fangio really good defense. But you know that's the thing too. Like you're the Jaguars, you're you're Marone and company. It's like you don't want to deal with these distractions about Jalen Ramsey when no. you're preparing for a really good team on the road. You know, no question about it. And a, a team in which you're going to need a, or a game. And not saying the Broncos are a great team, Taz, but just looking at a game in which it's a tough atmosphere. You know, you don't have great margin for error, right? And and you need to find a way to win the football game. Right. So right. you'd like to have all hands on deck and. And Taz, you know, the other news coming around the National Football League, we'll run around the league to coming up at the top of the hour, was we've talked a lot about expansion, right? Mm, we've yeah. talked about preseason football and yes. how bad preseason football yes. is and how nobody watches preseason football and how the NFL owners want to kind of rid themselves of preseason football. So the NFL is the NFL owners have scrapped the idea of an 18-game regular season. Mm. What their new proposal to the Players Association is, no more preseason football. But we want 17 regular season games. No more preseason football, but we want 17 regular season games. They have also bandied about the ba- the idea of expanding the playoff format as well. So what the NFL owners are telling you is we want more meaningful football. We want less <clears throat> meaningless football. And we want to try and open up even more streams of revenue for us to be able to, you know, in a billion-dollar industry, to be able to, to generate even more revenue. So... The Players Association have scoffed at the idea and said, okay, well, we'll maybe play ball with you, Taz, but if that's the case, we want a bigger cut of the pie. Right. Yeah. Interesting. And, you know, it's a very interesting conversation topic. I mean, and the thing with the, the uh, no preseason football, for those that are wondering, well, what are these guys going to do? And look, we've seen a lot over the years, and especially as of late, more and more of teams coming to other teams' camps and staying there for two days. You know, staying there for two days and, and playing a scrimmage, playing in a stadium, working in practice. You know, we've seen that this year, uh, several years, I should say. So I think that's where you would have that game feel, that live feel. Because that's my first thing. When I'm here, there's no preseason season football. I'm not saying you got to have four weeks of it. But it is important 
for, for live game action for players to get their sea legs under them and get the rust off of them or for rookies to feel what this is really like. But I guess you'll get that that feel in practice when you have these other teams come into town. Yeah, you know? and Taz, I, I think that's a fascinating point. And the reason why is the thing I thought about when I thought about this is, you know who it helps? It helps the established player. Mm. You know what it hurts? It hurts the unproven player. No doubt the about guy, it. <laughs> they, the guy that's trying to find his way into right. the National Football League that, you know, is trying to impress the coaches. And I get they look at practice tape, and I understand that. But – there is something to be said of getting preseason work with the lights on, cameras on, and the like, yep. and seeing how you play in that atmosphere as well outside of practice, outside of those live scrimmages, outside of maybe scrimmaging another organization, another team, Taz, where I think that guy, it might be a little bit more difficult to crack into the NFL if Dust and does pass. I think it helps the established veteran player guys that teams can trust more so than the unproven commodity. And no doubt about it. And we've seen it um, as a football community and a football fan base just by watching shows like Hard Knocks or the other show that's on Amazon Prime, the, the name escapes me, that they had then on the Cowboys and the Panthers, where it's like behind-the-scenes Jones. And the thing is, we've seen how important these games are, these preseason games, to the coaches and the players, because these these some of these young guys, or you know, this is how they make the team in those preseason games to the point you just made. You know, there is some some importance to those preseason games, but I guess if they do do this, yeah. sounds like there's gonna. There's smoke, there's fire a lot of times. So I don't know, Taz. You don't it, think so? And if I, well, I'm not saying it can't happen. All or nothing, it, by the way, was the prime show. All there you go. I'm not saying it can't happen. All I'm saying is that if that's the case, the players are gonna want more money because they're putting their bodies more on the line. They should get more. And yeah. well, and we'll see if the NFL is gonna be able to to do that. Uh, but we'll see. It's you know interesting. Who should get more the radio hosts that talk about the football players. That's who should get more money. There too. you go. How about that? A good first hour. Happy Friday. Way to close it out. Happy happy Friday indeed. Taz Boots, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.